podcast number two, background and where it all began. Hi all, thanks for listening to podcast number two. When I recorded number one, I never imagined that I would be doing a second one. I was surprised at the feedback that I received, and a number of people asked what the next one would be about. So here I find myself recording another one, and then I guess I need to start thinking about future ones. I don't want to let my fans down. If you have any subjects for me, then drop me a line. I wanted to be able to keep it on the same theme, of all things art and craft. So for this week's podcast, I've chosen to speak about my background and where it all began for me. I am the youngest of four siblings. I have two brothers and one sister, two nieces, two great-nieces, two nephews and two great-nephews, as well as having endless aunts and uncles and cousins, as my mother was one of 13. My father's family was much smaller, but this is where the art background is from. Growing up, I watched my father paint from his studio in the conservatory of our house, surrounded by geraniums. Maybe the plants took the paint smell away. His artwork was mainly of landscapes, some on land and some at sea. He seemed to be quite keen on drawing boats into his paintings. I can only remember him using oil paints, which is something I've yet to try in my own artwork. When my brothers and my sister moved out of the family home, the art studio was moved upstairs to the spare room. Here he had more space, something that I'm lacking in my newfound love of painting. My father was an amateur artist, so he was self-taught, I believe, so very much like myself. But we do remember a story that he once told us, that he had been offered an art scholarship but had had to turn it down. We're not sure why. We think it may have been to do with money, as in those days grants were not the thing. I have an aunt, my dad's sister, who is still alive, so we plan on asking her if she remembers this. We have no idea if it was before he met my mum or when he was still at school. So many unanswered questions. Sounds like another podcast on this subject. My father held an art exhibition... Um, at a place called Springfield House in Stevenage. This is something that one day I hope I can achieve. With Covid, I've often thought about a virtual exhibition. I don't actually remember doing much drawing after leaving school when I was 16. I don't think it was anything that ever particularly interested me. Either that or life was too busy to fit it in. But when I met my now husband, he liked to go for long walks, something again that I was never very keen on at the time. This was how my love of photography came about. To stop me from being bored on the walks, I would take photos. At the time, we only had a small camera, a click-and-shoot camera. It was only when we became interested in bird-watching, not twitchers, I might add, that the camera got bigger and better. We started to go to Rutland Water for the bird fair, which happened once a year in August. For me, that started a huge passion for wildlife and wildlife photography. I was inspired at the time by someone called Simon King. I'm sure most of you who are listening would have heard of him. The show was a great way of seeing the newest equipment on the market, best places to attend wildlife holidays, etc., and for meeting the top presenters. Over the years, we met Simon, who is a really nice guy. We met Johnny Kingdom, Mike Dilger, Chris Packham, to name a few. It inspired me immensely. Walks were never boring again. You obviously know then that the Moosey business came into play. This was all spoken about in podcast one. When my father was alive, he researched his family tree, something that I did alongside him. He uncovered a relative that he had not known about. This person was called Stanley Clifford Smith and ended up being my father's uncle, so his father's brother. If you Google Stanley, then you will discover that he was a famous artist. The BBC ran an online article about him a few months ago. 
Stanley was an expressionist painter in the 1940s, 50s and 60s. My husband and I took a trip a number of years ago to a church in a village called Faxted in Essex. I'd been told that a piece of Stanley's artwork was hanging in the church. I had never physically seen any of his work, only photos online. We arrived at the church and I asked the church warden um, if she knew where the picture was. I said I'd come to see a painting of a relative and could they point us in the right direction. Not very long after this, we had a number of villagers coming up to us and asking if we were the relatives of Stanley. Good news travels fast, eh? The painting is very dark, and by that I mean the mood of it and the colours that have been used. Of course, this is my own personal view. The painting is of a thickly textured monochrome moon. It hangs in an area which is for the children to play, which I found quite interesting, being that the, the, the painting is very dark and could actually be very scary towards children. He painted mostly religious works and was educated in France in Paris. Unfortunately, by the time my father had located Stanley, he had already passed away many years before. We were lucky enough to be able to visit his widow. In the same period, she was also very well known. Again, if you Google her, you will see that she was the designer of the best-selling commercial carpet in the 50s and 60s. Her name was Joan Glass. I have met some of Stanley's children and today most of us keep in touch on social media. One of them wrote a book about his parents. I've yet to find a copy, but I am mentioned in it as I helped his research by sending him copies of photos of his father he had not seen before. Moving on to photography. My great-grandfather was a professional photographer and this was Stanley's father. We have many photos of him standing proudly in his uniform, ready to capture photos of those people heading onto the pier in Blackpool. He was a pier photographer for a company called Pier Snaps in the 1920s. He's classed as a Victorian photographer. A lot more research needs to be done in this area. His name was Percy Clifford Smith. We have many postcards where his portrait is in the middle of it and there are scenes of Blackpool behind. The date of 1927 is on the back of the postcard. We're not sure if this is something he produced himself or maybe the company did them for him. Photography is a very keen hobby in the modern age of the Clifford Smiths, but none of us have taken it up as a main job. But from the photos that I have seen produced by family members, they are all very good. Over the years, I've attended many online courses for photography and been awarded with many golds in my homework submissions. I still have the dream that one day a piece of my art, whether that be a drawing, painting or a photo, will be published and the Clifford Smith name becomes famous again. I dream big. So now you understand that the art, craft, photography gene is in my blood. My oldest brother is also a great artist and painted me a picture of the church that I got married in for my anniversary. I only learnt this week that this is his only piece of work, so I have a unique piece of art in my collection, one that I will treasure. Well, that's it for podcast two. Um, until podcast number three, stay safe. You can always contact me for any questions that you may, may have about the podcast or the business. And you can contact me at musuphotography at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook under Everything Musu. I look forward to hearing your comments and I look forward to thinking of a subject for podcast number three. Please send those ideas if you have any. Until next time, bye for now all.